starting? Um, maybe. I'm not telling you. <laughs> Maybe I should stop looking at my phone. Maybe. I don't hear any music, so I don't know that we're... There we go. Okay. Hey, why did... I said it last time, so I think that you should say it this okay. time. Welcome back to the Why Aren't You Famous podcast with Andrew Grimm and... Ellen Cherry. Yay! In this 24-episode podcast, we are discovering exactly why it is we're not famous. And we're really excited Wait, is that about... really the reason why we've been doing this? Because that's not what I've been saying to people. What I've been saying to people is we're just discussing like the reasons why f- fame is the f- way it is. Acceptance. We're accepting fame for who it is. <laughs> fame is a person now. Oh. <laughs> just like corporations. Yeah. Fame has rights. <laughs> it, 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 it does, man. It, and it, it doesn't ask. It just takes. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, not, I mean, we're discussing things centered around fame. Around fame, fame-like things, and and why we don't have fame, and why we don't want fame, and yes. that when, now it is actually, it, we should change the name of the podcast to like, thank God I ain't famous. <laughs> right? No, but I like the name of the podcast. Yeah, it is a good name because I like the way the hashtag looks. Mm, yeah. Um, if you don't know what a hashtag is, it's a number <laughs> sign or the pound sign, and then a series of words or letters in which people can apparently search. Although I've never searched for a hashtag, and no idea how to do that. Yeah, neither do I. But I did create one called pound sign w a y f but you can't put a question mark in a hashtag i found this out yeah well you know what it's uh it's trending which i feel like is um that's how um the bad guys win is by not allowing you to put punctuation on your hashtags you know the only way to stop a bad guy with a hashtag is a good guy Guy with with a hashtag hashtag. (laughs) that's how it works so this summer when we made our list of things to write about (laughs) Mm -hmm. we ran out after 19 yep and we were just like, ah, we'll figure it out later, and, which we didn't. So this week's topic was blank. Here we are later. <laughs> Funny how time works. It is. It is. It keeps going forward. It passes. Did you put our name tags out? I put our name tags out. Aww. I wanted to help you prep for the, the podcast because we've both been busy and mm. um, I showed up without my microphone. So I'm speaking into an unfamiliar mic today, but I'm feeling okay about it. Well, it is an AKG 414. It's nice. It is a very nice microphone. It has my favorite color of light on it. Green. Green. Mm. What a great color. It is a great color. So fortuitous you live on Green Street. I do live on Green Street. Oh no, is that private information that listeners shouldn't know? Well, here we are. <laughs> Revealing it all. Yeah, they can look me up on the whois.com for junestar.com and find out where I live. Don't give them any extra information. You don't what even they, know. What are they going to do? Knock on your door a lot. <laughs> They're like, where's that non-famous guy? And be like, I don't understand what this mir- lyric means or well, Merrick. Well, there was a, I had a pizza delivered to my house. Um, Good for you. Yeah, I know. I'm baby steps towards mm, independence. Pizza. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, it was, it was like maybe a year ago or something like that. And the pizza guy came, you know, he came up to the to the porch and I'm, I'm paying him and he's looking at me and he goes, you're somebody famous, aren't you? <laughs> and I, I looked at him and I was like. Yeah, to some people, I guess. <laughs> That's all I said. And then I closed the door and I did one of those like, yes. Because <laughs> he, he, I guess I look famous, sort of. You do have a famous look. It's, well, I like to think of it as classic, rugged, good looks. <laughs> it is classic. It is. Not, not rugged or good. I get it. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> then what I meant to say is it is rugged. <laughs> it is rugged. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's a lived in look. <laughs> It's like a the lived-in look is one of my favorites. You know the 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 distressed look. Yeah, I know he's thinking about getting up on the. 
We're not going to have cat battle today. No, we're not. I know, buddy. You're just going to have to hold on to him. Okay, so today we're talking about blank. Blank. So, yeah, free form. And in honor of that, last night you and I agreed Mm -hmm. um, tacitly implicitly Uh to rewatch a wonderful show called strangers with candy in which the lead character's last name is on purposely on purposely purposefully her (laughs) name is jerry blank which i love the fact that because that's just really a really funny joke jerry was a user it was a a boozer user it's a user boozer wait no it's user boozer Boozer and and a loser loser. but now i'm back in high school (sighs) And although some of the some of the faces have changed, the hassles are just, just the same. same. Yeah. So we're talking about blankness, blank, yeah. and actually, what I think it's not about blankness; it's about whatever you wanted it to be about. That was the topic. Yes, yeah. it's about the topic. Meg, you gotta get down, buddy. Yeah. I, 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 I. Meg's got some cat bo going on. So yeah, um, spritz him up or something. I think we should listen to yours first. Okay. I'm ready. I think uh, we both have short essays because, well, I know I have a short essay. I can't speak for your essay. Maybe it's just like 15 minutes long. Yeah. But my essay was brief and I wrote it quickly, but I actually kind of like it. And um, mm. I thought all week long, what am I going to write about? And I just thought and thought and thought and thought. Mm-hmm. And I just really, um, yeah, it, I struggled. You struggled. I struggled, but then in a moment of panic yesterday, realizing I had to get it done, I just wrote some shit down. So, <laughs> all right. All I'm right. still I'm still excited for you to listen to it. Oh, good. So, so should we listen to yours now that you talked about yours? No, okay. I think we should start with yours because I think we did mine first last week. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Here we go. All Andrew right. Grimm's blankness. A few weeks ago, my band, June Star, did a short tour to Carborough, North Carolina. We made a little bit of money, laughed a whole bunch, and in general, played pretty well to pretty small crowds. Our last show was at the Steel String Brewery. Now, if you don't know June Star very well, let me just tell you, we're a punk band. Punk being short for punctual. We start on time and end on time, a professional courtesy we've developed over the course of our time in the scene. When I walked into the brewery through the thick yeasty smell of beer bubbling to life, I approached the bartender to let her know that we had arrived and wanted to load in. Her shock was palpable. Spoken with absolute incredulity, you guys are here early. I laughed and smirked. Yeah, we're not really serious musicians. We're from Baltimore. To which she responded, and you drove all the way down here for this? What struck me was her tone, a combination of disbelief and derision. I was polite and responded, yeah, (laughs) I've got to talk to our booking agent, which of course is me. I hold nothing against her. I get it. And she was nice and stayed for our set after her shift was finished and came up and talked to me after our show. And that was all cool. 
but I bring this little anecdote up because I don't think any famous musician ever has to answer that question. You drove all the way for this? I guess it's because people leave their homes to go to those Enormo Dome shows and I'm trying to get into those people's homes to play for them. It is also a subtle and ever-present reminder why I keep participating in this war of attrition. I am creating and then contributing something valuable to the human conversation. I don't have time to argue with anyone on the merits of my songs because I don't really care if some folks think I'm full of shit or if I'm a hack at the guitar. I write songs that I like to hear. I write about things that interest me. I strive for authenticity and I'm okay with risking embarrassment or vulnerability by publishing these efforts. Mainly because I believe that everyone has a voice. I have chosen a medium that best suits me creatively. And when I have a venue to speak my voice, it is certainly worth the 400 mile drive to someone's house or small batch brewery where someone may be listening. Yes, I too have driven miles and miles and miles and miles and miles to get to some place and, and had a similar experience where somebody's been like, what? You came to this dump? Yep. Um, it's almost like, it almost felt like, I know she didn't mean it because it's true. She was nice. Yeah. You know, but, and I think she was meaning it more like. Well, you used the, the word incredulity. Incredulity. Yes. It was, it was almost beyond belief for her. And what's funny is like we played for her a year ago. <laughs> it's the same bartender. Short, short term memory loss. Yeah, I was like ah, and it, but it's like you also get the sense of like, you know, we're not good. Uh, although she doesn't really mean that. Yeah. But that's like, it's like you're yeah you're right. You know we should just burn your fucking place down is what we should do. Well, and also the idea that like, okay. One of the things I was thinking about while you were while we were listening to your essay was the idea that, of course, this is important to to us, mm-hmm. you know, and to you to have driven and booked the show and then gotten your whole band there, which is like five people, right. and rehearsed and prepared and promoted, and that's important. And the idea that even a small smaller venue in a different city is, I don't know. I think when I reflect over the last 22 years of playing, there's been plenty of times when I've been pissed off about mm-hmm. like the fact that I booked a shitty gig. Right, right, right. Um, and then showing up and being like, Ugh. but even, but I, I can't remember any of those gigs where there wasn't at least one person who was like, it's so cool. I happen to be in here or yeah. this is my favorite bar or whatever. And it was really, you're different. And it, it changed something in the day for me. Right, right. And I appreciate that. And that little um, return on investment, that little ROI, if you will, Ooh. in um, business talk, because you know how good I am at business, mm-hmm. um, yeah. is it, it doesn't make the whole thing worth it, but it definitely makes that moment worth it. Totally. And you are happy about it. So when the opposite happens, you just think, well, that, that person doesn't really have any perspective on what it means to 
I'm not trying to write her off, but no. or people like her off, but they don't have any. I don't really want to spend time with people like that because they yeah, don't have yeah. any perspective on doing something different, which is what you're trying to do. Yeah. You're trying to do something different. And the fact that you're not, that you're satisfied going and driving 400 miles for that gig, bringing your whole band rehearsing. Right. And that felt like a worthwhile way of spending your time. And that to you is personally satisfying for your life Yeah, is, and makes it worthwhile and gives it meaning. Right. It's, I don't know. People are weird. Well, it's it's funny because it's like it, the the effort for that show. Like I didn't spend a lot of effort booking that show because I, I called Jonathan Lee, who hooked us up with the Wake Forest show at Sugar Magnolia Cafe for the end of our tour. Yeah. Um, and he March twenty first. March twenty first uh, in Wake Forest. Um, Damn Lee Boy Productions plus um, uh, the uh, Guitar Town. Yes, Guitar Town. And uh, then they've been so good about promoting that show too. I know. Yeah. Well, and they did. The, they were doing the promotion for the Steel String Brewery show. Yeah. And so it's like all these posters were made. Like he pays this this woman to create the posters, and it's a thematic poster. All the posters are this have the same type of themes to them, and it's very consistent. And he's trying to get the message out there, and he's, you know, he sends all these emails out and links all these things. And then when you get to the venue, and the person's like, "Oh, you're here for this," it's like. <laughs> Well, okay, maybe the venue doesn't understand, or maybe like somebody didn't talk to somebody at the venue and say, "Hey, you know." Yeah. And, and that's you know, once again, whatever, that's fine. Like I, I long ago gave up on the idea of like somebody else like thinking that I might, you know, be encouraged by somebody else because <laughs> I'm just going to be encouraged by myself. Yeah. And you know, this is we we chose to do this this weekend, and we chose to drive down there, and we chose to rehearse, and you know, it's like. And that show was really, we played really well at that show. It was, yeah. it was great. It was the last show. So we were all kind of really familiar with everything that we were doing. And, yeah. and we were able to free things up and it sounded good in there. And so it's like, I'm not uh, daunted by those things, but but I think it's really funny when people say those things. They're like, oh man, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it, I really regret not having the page on my website for shit that people say to me, <laughs> you know, because that would, that would certainly be one of them. Be like, you know, oh, you came here for this. No, okay. You know, because it's just funny that that perspective that people have. Um, and just the idea that, like, one of the things that we're talking about over the course of this investigation of fame and celebrity in our culture and how it affects us as working musicians or how we feel it affects us as working musicians um, or how we perceive it is that the the idea is that everybody would want to be playing stadiums. And the fact of the matter is that that's also a life of scale. You know, those people are not necessarily managing. um, I mean, we've talked about this before. There's no way that I could possibly even imagine what their lives are like, because I don't know if somebody manages every single element of it for them and is a trusted friend or manager or what that feels like to relinquish all of that control control. um, to other people and and also just be shepherded from place to place without uh, i don't know it doesn't look very autonomous to me no it looks very cold and like you become part of a real big machine yeah and um you're a cog a cog in the wheel you're a cog you're a cog in the machine yeah just a goddamn cog in the machine yeah yeah, well my cousin donnie he got his hand caught in a cog once dear listeners guess what oh no i finally was told by my dear friend Andrew Grimm, what the safe word is yep. for his yeah. Merlin accent. Yeah. So now I can stop it if I need to. If she needs to. But that's the whole thing. Like I'm learn I'm learning restraint. 
Yeah. Well, well, cousin was in. Well, cousin Donnie was in restraints once. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was down in Bellevue and all. Uh, okay, so back to your essay. Right. Um, I appreciate that you use the war of attrition. It is. It's always a war of attrition, man. Last man standing, dude. It's like, I'll, I will, it, this is like, I, I think my music career is a siege. <laughs> and it's like, I'm just going to starve people out. Like, I, I'm, it's funny because I was talking to the Society Fringe player guy, uh, Dave Linitude, who is, you know. Hi, Dave. Uh, hi, Dave. And Because he listens to this podcast and, and. But those guys are just like they—they're constantly putting material out. I mean, it doesn't stop. And I was—I was joking with Brian Brian Lutz, the the other guy in the band, and um, I, I said, "Do you think you guys are ever going to put out like just like, like a regular normal album? Like not like I was—I wasn't asking them to stop what they were doing, but I was yeah. just like, you know, hmm, you know. But they've been doing this now for two years. Mm-hmm. Like they have seventy nine episodes." I think of their wow. of their podcast and and that that are published, like they do their podcast two months in advance. That's smart. So they have this whole thing like, kind of engineered to just keep going. Yeah, it's almost like it's never going to stop. They have a they're stockpiled so they yeah. can prepare. And now they're doing like, they have they're doing a a, a travel log. They had this. They had a three. Uh, they had a triple album called Travel Log that mm-hmm. they never got finished. So they're they're finishing that from when they were in Circle Nine, and then um, and then <laughs> Dave Dave has this um, sci-fi. Well, it's all sci-fi stuff because these guys are these, they're really into sci-fi, which is which is even more entertaining to listen to the podcast because they're talking about like Doctor Who and uh, Firefly and all this other stuff. It's really funny to hear them talk about it because it they. They're, they really tend to, to, to nerd out on that stuff. Um, but uh, so Dave, Dave has this um, sci-fi musical opera that he's writing, which is called um, Spaceships, Spaceships, Guns, and Boobies, Interstellar, Punch-A-Rama. Wait, he sent me something so, that I have not yet made time to listen to, so I apologize. Oh, he might, have, he might have sent you Act 13. He sent me Act 13. Act 13, yeah. It's, it's, Is uh, it from that one? No, that's that, that's from the the last of the rock opera, the, the, the big opera that they're doing now. Okay, gotcha. Because there they, they was 12 acts, and then their drummer, Andy Oakster, who is like the vice president of Guitar Guru now or something like that, like he's like kind of a big deal. Um in, in, in that fame realm or whatever. I mean, it's not fame, but yeah. I mean, he, he's a nice guy. But um, not that famous people aren't nice people. But um, he's like, yeah, I kind of want to do, you know, I kind of want to do more. So they they wrote a 13th act. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've, I've been listening to Act 13 because I was supposed to be on their podcast this week. Um, and I didn't, I just couldn't make it work because I had stoop storytellers. I had to do that sound gig. So I was like, yes. you know, couldn't do it. Uh, but I'm I'm on next week, next uh, Thursday. So uh, that their podcasting is well. This is our first season, so we are just learning how to prepare and how I to think do our, stuff. I think our season was. I think our preparation was yeah. fairly good. We're just not two months ahead. We're not. I mean, we don't have to be two months ahead. That's true. We're not them. We're not them. We're ourselves. This is our own podcast. Yeah, society fringe players take that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> We're pound, but, we're pound sign W A Y F question mark. Yeah, you're just an SFP, whatever. <laughs> but my my whole point about those guys is, and the war of attrition and the war of attrition is that we are, you know, that they, uh, they're not giving up. Yeah, like people long ago would would say to them, 
you know, why are you doing this? What's the what's the point? What's the point? And you know, Dave's got a he's got a he has a vision and he writes a lot and he reads a lot. Well, and that's he, what's confusing is that I think that the end goal for most people is to be on uh not most people, um plenty of people I think in their minds think that my end goal is to be on television. Right. And what you already did that. Yeah. You had an average you were Emmy Award nominated yeah. advertisement. That's right. It was a team effort. It was a team effort. An uh, honor to be ad on. campaign. Oh, yes. Campaign that you solely wrote. <laughs> By myself completely. I filmed it outside. I did my own makeup. I invented television. And then I put it on television. Everyone knows that. That's how it goes, man. <laughs> I don't think any of that was true. There is like a hair on this um, pop filter or on my face that is oh. okay I think I got it okay. oh god I can't stand that sometimes when that happens oh I hear you okay it's the worst. I'm back um, yeah the the defining of my own so I want to talk about that a little bit because it has taken me a long time to really define what my actual goals are because I mm-hmm. fell into being a musician I did not go to school for this and yeah. think I'm going to become a songwriter it was just something that was always on the side and then um, and that I kept going mm-hmm. and and doing like you did. Both of us have sort of a similar trajectory that way that we had other jobs. Right. And then to do this full time since 2004, I even for probably another six years, it's not that I wasn't taking it seriously. It's that I didn't know how to take it yet. It was still new to me and right. I was still sort of stumbling along and... But even with all of the knowledge that I feel like I've gained in the last 14 years since that happened, um, that I've been doing it full time, I still feel like I can't get myself to care about the 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 path that would take me to that to that type of success, that yeah. definition of success. I just can't care about it. Well, I think the definition of success really just it's so limiting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, of course, like somebody could say, well, that's well, sour fame. Grapes. Yeah, fame yeah. is so but limiting. It, it yeah. is, is, you know, because then like all of your all of your output then is based on whether or not this is going to be propelling you to another realm of fame. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. And totally. depend. Um, yeah. And it's very much contingent on other people's opinions. And, and then then not only that, but like the trends of popularity. Yes. Like what? You know, some some of the stuff is, you know, everything. Things go out of fashion. Yes. And people stop buying it, you know? I mean, not, hair, not hair metal. Not necessarily in my closet, but yes, I understand yes. the concept right. of that. Yes, no, you are constantly, currently... No, I'm saying I'm not. Oh, compl- I'm you're like, totally out of fashion. <laughs> totally. I have no idea what you're saying right now. My uh, phone is buzzing, and I'm getting nervous because I, I have a gig tonight. So okay. So I'm going to look at this. Why don't we just take a break, and we'll pause and listen to my essay. And no, no, I want you to talk while I'm looking at my phone. <sighs> Listeners, I'm rolling my eyes so hard. Oh my goodness, it hurt. Yeah. Oh my god, roll, roll, whoa, roll. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just pause. Slow your roll. Let's just pause for a second so yeah. you can. Well, why don't we? We'll we'll throw on your essay. Okay. And because everybody knows that I'm clicking, I'm turning the our our microphones off, and then I'm rearranging stuff. So we're gonna pause. Yeah, we'll pause. You can look at your phone because obviously it's more important than what's happening right now. But I'm cool with it. It's fine. It's fine. Don't okay. worry about, don't worry about me. Here we go. Hope y'all enjoy my essay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I wrote in like literally 10 minutes. 
<laughs> Blank. <laughs> Blank. Death? Question mark. <laughs> I like that yours actually had a topic, so just lower your expectations. Ooh. Yes. Yes. The the meandering Ellen Cherry. <laughs> Here we go. All right. <laughs> The word blank can be an adjective, a noun, a verb, and an idiom. A blank surface, like a sheet of paper, has no marks, nothing written on it. It has no information, or maybe it is more accurate to say that it is communicating silence. Blank can indicate where something is lacking, an empty space or a gap in one's memory. It can mean to erase or delete, to blank something out or a failure to comprehend. I am drawing a blank. There's a beautiful sounding synonym for the word blank, lacuna, which is defined as a blank space or a missing part. For our upcoming tour, I hired a talented graphic designer named Amanda Ray to reimagine the promotional photo that Andrew Grimm and I have been using for this podcast, and she created a very eye-catching version. Colorful, bright, playful, it captures the spirit of these conversations we've been having around fame and the aspects of our personalities that we let shine through in the podcast. I think I like looking at the image she created because it is so very two-dimensional and so obviously not real. I am keenly aware of the gap, the missing space between those drawn images and the people that we really are. When I think about the way famous people are sometimes presented to us, either as marketing tools or as models of behavior, there is a noticeable lacuna that is somehow loud and absolutely not communicating silence. The gap the missing part between what we see and hear about famous people and the people that they really are is for us to fill in, and we do. And that's quite dangerous because human beings are, by nature, imaginative and also self-interested. The stories we make up to fill in those gaps serves us and erases them. I don't want to have a life with nothing written on it to leave this world without having marks made on me and having made marks of my own. And although I think the rest is one of the most important symbols in written music, I don't want to leave this world having communicated silence. That was a really good essay. Thanks. Yeah, that was it was uh, it was definitely short and succinct. Yeah. But I like um, the whole the whole idea of blank, you know. And without using like you know some sort of blanket definition on everything, <laughs> I was trying to think of like how I could put the word blank and blanket in there. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> Nicely yep. done, Mr. Grimm. Well, you know, uh, shooting blanks these days. And, uh, uh, that's probably not the. <laughs> that's well, more information than the yeah, listeners need to know. <laughs> TMI. TMI. <laughs> Which, if you're not aware, that sounds for too much information. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And mm-hmm. pound sign W A Y F question mark stands for hashtag why aren't you famous anyway anyhow um, yeah no it's a, it's a really great concept the idea of like the um i could not think of a topic and i was like no, okay you, i'm just gonna sit here and write about blank yeah well <laughs> and, and it's true like i think that that there is that kind of almost dehumanizing blank between famous people and and because they don't seem like real people yeah and there's that you know we we know that they're real people but they're not presented as real people yeah and we're filling stuff in yeah and that's kind of like, you know, which is about us. Sure. The stuff that we fill in is about totally about us, not which about them. Is our interaction or our, our introduction 
with whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. Like it's that ownership of the song. Like when when you meet when you meet a famous person and they turn out to be, you know, a jerk and you're like, Oh, but they were so good in that movie. Yeah. Or you know, I love their music, but ugh, they're awful people. <laughs> Or they're a terrible villain, and then you right. end up like seeing an interview with them, or and you're like, oh wow, they yeah. that, was, that was acting. Yeah, huh. they're like an actor. Or well, they're really good at that, you know. <laughs> so I think that's uh, that's a really interesting point of view. And then you, when bringing it back to yourself, saying like, what do you really want? Yeah. In the world, what, you know, of course, you know. I mean, I don't mean. Like I don't want to be subject to that blank. No, you shouldn't be. I don't mm-hmm. want to be subject to somebody else. Um erasing what I have done. So when we were talking about um, society fringe players and their prolific output, which you are also very prolific in your recorded works and written mm-hmm. works, and um, I am not as prolific, but that's okay. That's a different. I'm a different person with a different process. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, there's the idea of communicating silence to we talked about this before because we had a topic of legacy and what is your legacy that you're leaving behind? Um, It's, I mean, Abraham Lincoln doesn't have any control over the fact that they use his image to sell cars and mattresses and stuff like that. I have a feeling he'd be okay with it. I don't know. He wouldn't be okay with it, (laughs) especially like the jokey way, because even though it seems that he had a sense of humor and a playful personality, at times, and very, very obviously brilliantly intelligent. And then bring it to full circle from last night. Party on, dudes! <laughs> Wait, what from last night? Because you were saying, just be cool to one another. Oh, that's right. Be cool right. to yourself, which okay, is so excellent. To right. clue everyone in, Grim and I had a gig last night. Um, basically, the first, I'm considering it the first night of the tour, even though we don't leave for another um, nine or ten days for the actual tour. Um, we were playing in a brewery last night, and. Um, I don't even know how I got on the subject of Jesus. How <laughs> oh, I... you're, you're talking about the, well, you're talking about the poster. Oh, that's right. And how spiritual you look in the poster. Uh-huh. And, um, and I was thinking about, oh yeah, Jesus and how we messed up his vision. Right. I mean, I don't, I like to think of him as a historical f- fictional character. And I know that some people would disagree with that, but it doesn't matter. The message of it is like, it's supposed to be cool. Just be cool. He came right. to earth to tell everyone be cool. And that we fucked that up right away. <laughs> Immediately. We were like, no, he meant be cool and 600 other things. Right, right. And it's like, no, the message of it is. Because I was, I was speaking with God personally. <laughs> and God told me that like. That you Jesus know, got it wrong. He wasn't, yeah. he was supposed to say all this other well, stuff. What Jesus really meant was that not you people. You people bad. If you have a vagina, you're not allowed to do this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? If you happen to be gay. Yes, definitely not you. You do not get to, we can't, we don't get to be cool to you. And you, you just look weird. Yes. Oh, and you're a plant. Oh, yeah. We we don't have to be cool to you. Right. (laughs) Anyway, sidetrack. Yes, 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 yes. The the thing that, I love the word lacuna. It's it's one of my my favorite words. I don't Lacuna, know. Matata. <laughs> because it just makes me think of space and water and mm-hmm. openness and but I had never associated when I looked up the word blank and was like, oh, the synonym for it is lacuna. This is interesting. Um that yeah, the missing part and the 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 little leap that people make between what they actually know and what they imagine 
and how dangerous that can be mm-hmm. when it's ascribed to somebody whose mind any anyone other than yourself because you can't be in anybody else's mind doesn't matter how much they tell you nope it's true remember that movie strange days um you know i only saw like the first 10 minutes (gasps) oh we gotta watch it ray finds angela bassett amazing so good juliet lewis is also in it but they have this technology of this sort of um web that you put on your head and you can record what do you see here and and your parasympathetic system too also registers so that you can record onto these little cards somebody else can wear it and see hear, and feel and experience what you experienced Mm -hmm. and you know as we get closer to virtual reality um and nanobots and things like that happening where you would put something in someone's bloodstream to help them experience something or cure cancer right like as we get closer to that technology which i think it's amazing in some ways and also terribly frightening to think about um that there there will be somebody controlling your experiences and filling in those gaps and actually we would be able to know what is in someone else's mind um based on that type of revelation or that you know that type of a yeah scientific revelation rather than trying to guess what somebody feels but just based on their musical output or the things they say in a speech or the way that they act on you know in a picture or whatever um so that was that's what was fascinating to me about this this concept of blankness and the the lacuna the gap between who i really am and what i present and having control over that and i i won't you know there'll be a a time when i actually cease to to breathe and exist and then somebody else will be telling my story right and that's it anyway it won't matter to me because i'll be across the rainbow bridge with my little dog morgan (laughs) oh Not Zoe. She, I mean, it would, it would be cool to see her. <laughs> I love that dog, but, um, but uh, she's pretty independent and yeah. also possibly a sociopath. <laughs> no. Shouldn't disparage her. She was very, very sweet at the end. Yes, yes she was. She just slept all the time. She's, yeah. Yes. She's very sweet. But she's, she wasn't conscious. <laughs> she wasn't conscious anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the whole thing about, like, you know if you fill in the blanks of your story, if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it for you. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the whole, the, even like, cause I've, I've been teaching a long time and I always had students. Everyone knows you're quite elderly. I am old. <laughs> I am an old man. Um, you're an old ma'am. I'm an old man. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, but like whenever I gave a test or something, students would be like, Oh, is it multiple choice? the hell it's multiple choice no it's not multiple choice why would i give you multiple choice here's a blank space and you have to actually write in it you have you have to show me what you know you yeah. you know your voice has to inhabit that you know it was always my 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 exams have always been essays and short answers and you know you have to work with the material you have to you have to bring the material forth you have to you know have studied it and think about it and then you have to manipulate it with your voice to to demonstrate a depth of knowledge and uh, integration with, you know, ideas. and You are and... bringing up something really important to me. Oh. Is it Meg? It's writing. Oh, yeah. It's writing and how, when I think about test taking mm-hmm. as a child, as a young person, and how stressful it was to have to sit there and try to formulate those thoughts in a brief amount of time. That's a lot of pressure. And the stuff that I always did better on was where I had time to reflect. Mm-hmm. And what a gift it is. Mm-hmm. To have been told 
and taught how to have a thought at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, a premise, a hypothesis or theory, a right. statement, and then following it up with evidence in the content of a few paragraphs and then circling back and reemphasizing why what you just said relates to the first thing that you just said. Right. And that when you see that type of writing and I'll tell you who has been doing it in spades in my observation in the last 10 years are comedians oh, yeah. who are having these specials, which are circular. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Birbiglia is one of my favorites. He has this great special called my girlfriend's boyfriend. And it is a circle. It's a one man show, brilliantly written circle, but he goes off on these tangents, but he returns, he returns to the main circle in the offshoot of these tangents. And then he also like, at the end, the tying of the whole story together is is brilliant. Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle, same same deal um, over the series of his last four specials discussing why he left comedy and in such a brilliant way. Um, yeah. That type of reflection takes time. And it does. And I worry, I don't, I'm not actively worrying about it, but uh, what I I've observed is that the the reason why our culture, to me, I want to go positively here. Okay. Why it's so precious and important when you discover something amazing and you want to share it. Like mm-hmm. like when we were talking a couple episodes ago about the Kendrick Lamar song. When you really lead, read the lyrics of that song, it is about, I don't know, in my interpretation of it, it's about not only like loving yourself, but loving yourself out of a deep place of intergenerational trauma, systemic racism, um and depression and talking about that as a black man and admitting that you have depression and that it's soul annihilating and how do you deal with it and how do you survive in the world and to handle it poetically like that and talk about he makes several biblical references in there but are not explicitly about being religious but just the idea, the personification of of satan and um he talks later about like I tried to follow what the good book said and it's it's revelatory and he could not have written that without reflection and time and and thoughtfulness and when you see it it's just so brilliant and amazing um and ed- is edifying the right word ed- uh, yeah edifying edifying like satisfying and instructive yeah instructive and satisfying mm-hmm. and hopeful because there's so much of that not happening that gets fucking celebrated oh yeah and like the My same milkshake. Uh, well I like that song <laughs> <laughs> but just um, you played some piece of crap song for me by a country band oh yeah the Florida Georgia Line this is how we roll, this is how we roll. and like that piece of shit like I just oh, and we on. talked about we watched the video shooting bullets at the me <laughs> and there's like I should do a version of that with uh, is that my, my line in Donnie. there yeah okay because that actually happened when I saw the totality of the yeah. eclipse this summer, a dude across the country road... Well, he was probably listening to that song. ...shot bullets during the... I'll take that goddamn eclipse, eclipse. down. Eclipse, oh my God. Anyway. Yeah, this is how and we so in the, in the Arbutus. Arbutus. <laughs> That's the safe word, everyone. Somebody write it down so I don't forget it again. Um, I don't think you'll ever forget <laughs> So uh, the... Just having these little glimmers of absolutely deep reflection presented in music and comedy 
helps keep at bay complete desperation mm-hmm. over the bankrupt majority of culture that people are consuming. And mm. that I think that's why those little life rafts for people who are thinking and feeling really feel um, important. And also people who are not necessarily that interested in it do recognize that it can, you know, like it's it's life raft qualities. They may sure. think like, oh, that is good, but I, I'm definitely, I'm going to still, you know, buy this song because it's promoting Pepsi or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, right. I went off on a freaking tangent <laughs> oh, there. Yeah, it Crazy. was a lengthy tangent. Yes. But very good. Thanks. I agree. So speaking of fame. Yes, fame. Um, We picked a song that I um was listening to her earlier this week uh, that I have loved for a long time. I went to college in Arkansas and I know where Hope, Arkansas is. I've been to Hope several times. So I understand the, the context of, of the author, John Nolan, mm-hmm. of this beautiful song, um, having this tale that he tells about his band being on tour outside of Hope, Arkansas. The writing in it is great. It's mm-hmm. clever. Um, it has wordplay. And I just think that the song... Should be famous. Yeah. He's kind of like the Kendrick Lamar of Newmarket, New Hampshire. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Very, very, very. And John Nolan is a, is a, is a really nice guy. He's a good songwriter. He's, yeah. um, you know, he's definitely going through a lot of this stuff too. Um, the, um, the kind of like trying to find success because his, his band, Say Zuzu. Yep. Um, they were kind of, like they were on a touring tier and they did a lot of, you know, they were doing a lot of stuff. They were kind of getting started around the same time as the drive-by truckers and Slobberbone and yep. all those guys. And then obviously drive-by truckers blew up, Slobberbone kind of imploded. And then Seizuzu, even before like it got to a certain level, those guys decided to call it quits. And then it was tough. I mean, they were touring a lot and they were doing some really cool stuff. But then I think they, you know, other things kind of got in the way. And, and when, I, when I met John Nolan in 2004... I think it's when I met him, um, maybe 2003, 2004. Uh, he was just trying to put his stuff together. He was trying to get his solo stuff together. Yeah. And and he's gone through, you can, uh, some of his Facebook threads, maybe it was Facebook, I'm pretty sure it was Facebook. Um, some of those threads, he was kind of like, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know how, how do people do this? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And because, I mean, here you have a perfectly, perfectly talented singer, songwriter guy who's smart and does really, you know, his production on his records are really good. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but can't get a foot in the door yep. anywhere to to take it to a level because he has he, I mean, he has kids and a wife and all this other stuff so they have bills and things and yeah. but you can't make a living like that yeah. like the only reason I can make a living as a musician is because I got two cats that's it yeah you know and you know you had a dog yeah <laughs> you but know? no and I'm celebrating the fact that like the um my living expenses are, are about to shrink again because yeah. of I've decided to move to an even smaller apartment. And She's living in a thimble, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, but it's also really, I mean, personally, I think it's a really good thing for me because I had a, a period of expansion of my material possessions for about two decades and to pare <laughs> down, to be, to for, not to be forced to do it, but to force myself to do it has been really important because I was looking into the future and I was like, what do I really, really want? Well, mm. I really want a place to like keep some of my stuff safe, but also to be free to travel because I just want to see stuff. And that's going to be my definition, definition of success, you know? Right. And, but, but yeah, I didn't know that John had, had talked about that stuff. Um, yeah. it's, it is, 
it is jarring. It's not jarring. I think for you and I to talk about it because we talk about it every week. Yeah. And so we sort of desensitize ourselves to it a little bit, you right. know, where we're like, Oh, this is, um, um, it's like, what are you doing? Nothing. Okay. I'm listening. Okay. We're just, we're, we, we commiserate, not desensitize, but we commiserate with each other about how, how we're going to be successful and our definitions of success change from week to week. Cause you're right. just like, yeah, we had a good gig last night. It was good. We made some money for the tour. We yeah. got no, paid. We did great. My, our GoFundMe is like out of control. We can talk about that during the tour stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to stop you short because I think it, it, it we, we do, we do, I think earlier on in our, in our friendship and our, our touring partnership stuff, we did commiserate, but I think now it's more of like a reaffirmation of like, just acceptance. It's like, well, it's kind of like, I don't, we don't really complain about those shows. I mean, you're, yeah. you know, you were, we were talking about your Kennedy Center show that you just did. And there's, you know, there are certain expectations that might not have been met for you, but I watched the show online and I, you know, the show was completely a success. And so whenever, you know, when, when we talked about it, I was just like, I was like, I was like, no, you killed it. It was great. You know, I mean, of course, you know, there are, there are some mistakes that are made, whatever. I mean, you're a human being, yeah. you know, and, but you rehearsed and it really showed that you had rehearsed and, you know, for somebody who's seen you play a lot, I know that's like, I know. And it's just the same for you. Like, you know, you hear me play and you're like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go and practice. And you're like, no, it's, you know, this is really cool. Yeah. And so it's, I don't think, commiserate, I think is this kind of like, we're sitting around bitching about it. Yeah. Um, to make ourselves feel better. But it's more, I think, it's become this reaffirmation dynamic that happens. And I think a lot of people need that. I don't think they, I don't, I don't know if people get that as much. Yeah. And they, you know. We're like, lucky. Right. And so for our next podcast, we're going to go ahead and bring in people who need reaffirmation. <laughs> our next season will be like, why aren't you famous? It's okay. <laughs> That's going to be season two. Season two. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat the fame stuff. Yeah. Because it's all bullshit. It is Everyone all bullshit. Listen all right. Let's listen to, to John Nolan. Sitting on the side and watching all the cars go by Looking at our own rig sitting fairly low While the bass player and I grabbed our shit and sat nearby And the other two took off to get a tow Still the sun was cheery and I tried to call my dearie But she wasn't home and I hung up feeling cold so I sat down in the grass, thought to myself and had a laugh And resigned myself to sitting by the road Yeah, cause we just can't buy no luck for a million dollars And I'm always wondering if it's all she wrote Cause if it's a hundred bucks for luck, we still ain't got it Beaten up and broken down outside of hope Beaten up and broken down outside of home My friend gave me a ring Oh yes, those blessed modern things He said, I think you'll be up running for too long He said, there's irony in this Broke down outside of hope, Arkansas Guess that I should thank him for this song 
Yes, there's irony in this, it's fair to mention It can be sunk someday if it gets rough Still I've found you can't drive irony to Houston When you're beaten up and broken down outside of home Beaten up and broken down outside of home I ain't sick yet of rock and roll Just robbing Ringo to pay Paul And all the other sordid indignities that I found So if you're in a rocking band stuck somewhere broke down outside your van and your wallet has become a formality Brother, I know it don't feel nice Sister, when you pay the price But you're in the club a rock and roller just like me Even if you can't buy luck for a million dollars even if you're wondering if it's all she wrote And if it's one thin dime for luck and you still ain't got it You may be beaten up but you ain't broken down outside of hope Beaten up and broken down outside of hope Beaten up and broken down outside of hope So many good lines. When your wallet has become, become a formality. formality. When you're in, like, when he talks about the brothers and sisters in the rock and roll club, if this has happened to you, the robbing <laughs> Ringo, Ringo to, to pay, pay Paul, Paul. Yeah. Um, the, um, his voice at the end when he does the ho, ho, whoop. Um, so well done. And um, we so refer- true. And he references a cell phone without saying a cell phone, which I thought yeah. was clever. And, and and that idea of being on the road far away from just a friend calling you and being like, hey, here's some perspective. It seems shitty right now. You know, you'll probably make it. Don't worry. Right. But I don't know. And just the acceptance of like sitting there and waiting. Because I have been in that position before where you've just been like, I just have to wait. Yep. I can't. There's nothing you can do. The van is broke. Yep. Yeah. We broke down. Uh, we broke down outside of Petersburg. Virginia, which is not as art poetic as hope, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like the, we were driving back from Chapel Hill. This is like four years, no, five years ago, 2013, and uh, we just played North Carolina, and yeah, we went, we drove all the way down there for that, and then um, and uh, and they probably were like, you drove all the way for here for that? Yeah, well, just to break down in Petersburg, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we uh, the alternator went out, in uh. the van, and so they. Uh, Katie was with us. It was like the first show that Katie ever played with us. And then there was like a five-year gap. I was going to say, wait a second. That was like five years ago. Yeah, it was five years ago. And uh, and, uh, and she was like, I don't want to be in this band. Right. Well, she had she had AAA. So, Ooh, so we called AAA. And then the guy showed up with this huge flatbed towing truck. And uh, he had room for four for five five people. And uh, he was like, well, you know, I'm I, I you don't want to stay over that hotel over there because, you know, well, you know, it's, it's a sketchy place. You know? So we'll take you over to Pep Boys tomorrow. And I was like, what? The Pep Boys? I don't want to go to Pep Boys. And he's, and he's, he's I mean, I, of course, I'd tow you back to Maryland tonight, but you wouldn't be able to afford it. <laughs> and I said, well, how much is that? And he said, $300. I was like, hold on. <laughs> I went to an ATM. <laughs> I pulled out this gas station. I pulled out 300 bucks. I was like, here you go, dude. And he towed us all the way back to Westminster, Maryland. 
Did you guys all ride in the mm-hmm. truck? Yeah, that guy was—he he was terrible. He was a racist, and well, and it was funny because like we we get in the we get in the truck and we're driving away, and I'm sitting up front, and uh, Kurt, Katie, and uh, Dave Hadley were sitting in the in the back seat, and it was big. It was a brand new truck. It was it was pretty comfortable actually, and uh, the guy was talking. He goes, "Yeah, well, you know, well, my name's blah blah blah, but you know, people call me Bear." And uh, Kurt goes, "Why do they call you Bear?" He goes. Well, you know, I got hit by a car twice. And Kurt says, well, maybe they should call you a speed bump. <laughs> One of the finer moments of being on the road. But yeah, it's like, you know, you break down. It's like there, there's a, there's the idea of reality. Yep. You know, the, the realness of like, oh shit, what do we do? You know? Yeah. You know, yes. So, so take that. <laughs> we don't have to go any further with that. We just let, let it go there. So, so tour starting. So, this is our is this our last one before tour? No, I think we have one more. We're doing one next week. I think we're doing one next week. Let me look at the schedule while okay. you talk about the tour for a second. Why don't you promote the uh, GoFundMe page? The GoFundMe page. Okay. Well, if you go to GoFundMe dot org backslash Meg motherfucker. <laughs> no. Cat drama. We got almost through the whole episode without him jumping on the computer. You're going to have to bleep out your... Yeah, I know. Being mean. I guess you don't because it's not safe for work lyrics. Who cares? Well, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, man, that makes me mad. That's, I, I love that cat. I love him to death, but I hate it when he does that. That's it's kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying and kind of destructive to my stuff. It is destructive to your stuff because he doesn't do it when you're not here. Yeah. Well, no. yeah, how well you know? the, the computer's always closed and when I'm not here. Anyhow, um, yes, our tour. Let me go. Let me let me just deescalate for a second. Yes, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. This and my phone's frozen, so it's like not gonna right. work anyway. Well, let me um, see. I can find it on mine too. Um, yeah, so GoFundMe.org forward slash W A Y F tour. We okay, have raised twenty two hundred dollars so far. No, this is it. Blank. Oh, really? The next one is tour update one. Wow. But it's actually the day before our tour starts so that doesn't really make sense well, i guess we're, maybe what we're gonna do is we're gonna have to well the, let, let's be honest with ourselves we never published a schedule that's true so we can do whatever the hell we want that's true so maybe we should just say that we're gonna post one on the first week of the tour yes that'll be the week of the of the march 5th yes so there's gonna be there's gonna be a two-week gap yes yep no well sort of like this is coming out Monday and then we basically like yeah. Yeah. Ten days. Everything's ten days. <laughs> Everything's ten days with you these days. Yes. We have a few gaps we're trying to fill in, but yes. that's okay. Even if we do have gaps, we've done pretty good on planning this tour. We've done really well. Um, um I'm super excited because I started promoting it um mm-hmm. with our new poster by Amanda Ray, which she's available to you at um on Instagram at at sign Nan Ray. N A N W R A Y and um, I sent her the promo. I mentioned this in my essay, the promotional pick that we've been using for the last couple months for this podcast. And she made a cool poster, so definitely hire her. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She was such an incredible person to work with. Yep. She was so easy. She really wanted us to be happy with the way that it looked. Yep. And I think totally it, cool with feedback. Yes. And I'm excited. People at the gig last night 
wanted to take the poster with yep. them. So yeah, it was totally cool. But I've done Facebook events. Everything should be up on the website, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, whyaren'tyoufamous.org. And um, yes, we do still have a few few gaps. Um, few gaps, but we also have a few places of uh, people can support on the tour that mm-hmm. we're going to be doing personal podcasting. Yep. Um, and I got to get to work on that schedule. Yep. And we may, we may hit so if we have to hit some open mics, we may hit some open mics, but yeah, but right now it looks like maybe, maybe uh, our open dates are March 11th. Um, Is that true? No, that's not true. I take that all back. That's Springfield, Illinois. March 13th. March 13th. Hoping for Dallas. Hoping for Dallas. March 16th and, and 17th. 17th. And and maybe the 19th. Yeah. That, that's a kind of a gray area there. Okay. I'm working on that. Okay. I'm trying to get something. There's a brewery that I think we can probably play. Okay, I'm cool. Hoping, I'm hoping we can sneak in somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, and we're, it, it really feels like the uh, the tour is, is coming together. The, the money's in place, which is really kind of important because yeah. neither of us really have job, 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 job type jobs that play all our job stuff. So, so it's kind of, yeah, the bills and stuff. So thank you to every single person who has given a dollar. I can't, I can't even like, and I'm so impressed with like how, like there are some big donations. Mom and pop. Thanks mom and pop. Yep. My dad hasn't contributed yet. But we're going to challenge him because my parents donated a large amount. Dad, are you going to take that from Texas, Dad? You're going to take that from from them? you got to show Merlin what Merlin can do. Yeah, you you can call my my cousin Donnie. He He should be donating. Oh, he'd be, well, he'd donate in his spirit, you know. (laughs) He donated. Well, he he went. To, he did a donation once at a hospital. He had to go in his, so his small anyway, room that had magazines anyway, in it. Anyway, and the anyway, magazines had pictures Arvidas, of girls. Arvidas. Meg's going through your your coat right now. By the way. Oh, okay. There's nothing in there of interest to cats. Mm. Uh, so, I want to. I can't. It is exciting to have had the um, support that we have for that tour cost. And I really do. I'm, I'm hoping that we're not going to exhaust people. But I really do think I'm going to do this every single time because it is such a relief. I don't think that people understand what a relief it is to know that we are leaving, knowing that if we we don't have to starve ourselves right. on the road just to make rent and mortgage. Right. We um, the money that we're actually going to earn at shows will be income right. and be able to be put towards next month's expenses the way that regular people do it with mm-hmm. jobs who get raises after 20 years they are like able to plan for stuff and it's amazing and i'm proud of us for doing that yeah. um and i'm really 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 super grateful because it, it is such a relief to also know that we can go out and and say we're tired we've just driven four hours five hours played a show left everything on the field and we don't have to like you know, we can sleep in nice beds, mm-hmm. um, and that is a great gift. So thank would, you. We don't have to wince at like running a credit card. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's. I mean, at the end of, at the end of the day, you know, you you do what you have to do, but you don't want to have to keep going back to that freaking well every single time. Yeah. And you know, then there's like you're just pushing off debt to later and blah 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 blah. And the and the overarching part of that for me is the idea of relaxing into the experience mm-hmm. and putting on a lot better shows right. because there's not this like constant feeling of like well do i really deserve a dollar 59 coffee from dunkin donuts or can i just like you know drink whatever coffee brown is brown and water yeah you know Pi- pilot pilot brown and water yeah mm. um and rusty loving to make it actually it. <laughs> to make it enjoyable 
so that you and I perform better, mm-hmm. which is something that people who, and I, we've talked about this before, everything is to scale, but when you look at a, a, with the way that a famous musician tours, they may not be, what they're focusing on is their performance. Right. And this is, feels like a step in the right direction to be able to focus on really having great shows and feeling rested and focusing our energy on and flying basically right. flying at the shows and and Mike may you can fly and I'll swim we'll be like the Wonder Twins form of an eagle and a bucket of water right that was always the worst ice bridge <laughs> something somebody had something that was actually useful and then the other person had to be something like and a booger from a homeless man's nose oh, wow why did it have to be homeless why couldn't it just be a school teacher right there you go yeah, while he's trying to get kids to do the homework and yes. they're all laughing at him because he has no dignity. Because there's a booger. But he has a gun. God. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, we're not going there, but I'm just yes. saying. Just yes. saying. Just saying. Shoot that booger right out of your own nose. <laughs> Show that booger his boss. His boss. I'm the booger boss here. God. Oh, okay. someday we'll hit the ceiling of peak ridiculousness. Someday. Someday, yes. but not before other people in, in charge of the government. All right. Well, yes. that's enough. <laughs> that's enough for me. Um, we're going to start winding things down. Yes. Well, we've been winding down ever since we started talking about the tour. Yep. Um, so, Ellen Cherry, I just, I'm, I'm curious. You're in the forest of the internet. I'm, there I am, lost. Wandering, I, lost, you know looking what? for a beacon of light. Right. And and if I were, if, if there's some way for me to let, let's just say Google's not working. Yes. And I gotta, I gotta go right to the URL. Yes. And what would I type in? You would type in http colon mm-hmm. forward slash forward slash mm-hmm. www. Stop it. Dot. Ellen e l l e n c h e r r y dot c o m. Wow. Or you could simply just go to ellencherry.com. It would also take you there. Mm. And then I have a subscription service. Ooh. Tell us all about it. I will, um, because I believe you actually listened to some of the essays this I did. Week. They're really good. Thanks. I've been writing essays slowly over time to let go of, how, I don't know how you say this word, detritus? Detritus. Yeah. That's correct. Um, that I consider like leftover paperwork from my car wreck from five years ago and just memories and sort of ritualizing the letting go process. And so I've been writing these essays and seeing what they bring up. And um, I'm working on one now that feels I'm finally ready to finish it. I uh, there was a gun in the car with me. Um, my passenger owned a gun, owns a gun, and it was on him because he has a concealed handgun license in Texas. And it was in the car wreck with us. And um, I discovered this in the ambulance when a, a police officer disarmed him because you can't go to the hospital with a gun. And well. At that time, you couldn't go to the hospital with a gun. Yeah, now you can. I don't know. It's different. I don't know what yeah. the... I'm pretty sure in the open carry, even with open carry in Texas, you can't go into a medical facility, especially if they have signs posted. Um, so I wanted to fire the guns, and I wrote an essay based on what it was like to, to have that experience because I'd never fired guns before. And last week's shooting at um, in Florida, you know, again, another... Of course, another mass shooting. Um, and, of course, the shooter had this weapon called an AR-15. Is that correct? That yes. is correct. So well, They've been saying AR-15 style, but okay. so, there's no difference. Yeah. Um, so, Although somebody was like, oh, this one. Yeah, yeah so, so I'm going to finish up my essay for that for this month's subscription service. But I actually think I'm going to allow, um, and hopefully my supporters are okay with this, but I'm going to publish that one for everyone to listen to. Mm-hmm. 
once I finish it this week. So yeah, but you can find that at ellencherry.bandcamp.com. And um, I've also been doing other little songs in there, songs and just writing. I try to produce two items a month for my subscribers. It's $4 a month and you support the stuff that I'm creating. And um, yeah, a lot of changes have been happening for me personally that I feel like are freeing my energy and my spirit up to be more productive and creative. So so that's good. Right on. Yeah. What about you? If I was wandering aimless on the internet and I needed to see, I needed to hear the voice of reason. Ooh. I needed to hear a gruff but instructional and tender <laughs> set of lyrics about heartfelt, about, about a topic that I don't think about very often. Love. Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, uh, you would find that at, uh, I'm not even going to comment. Um, <laughs> you would find that at, at HTTP. Uh, colon forward slash forward slash www dot j u n e s t a r dot c o m. Wow, that's good. We're in tune on that one, you know. Oh, uh, <laughs> and that has uh, that's the June Star website. Uh, that has uh, some some updated dates. I have to put all of our tour dates on there. Uh, that's what I'm going to do next. And I got to put that in our song, uh, my song kick as well, yeah. my artist thing. Um, and then uh, you can also find all my stuff at uh, bandcamp. or junestar.bandcamp.com. And uh, yeah, I have a subscription service, $5 uh, a month. Gets you everything I've ever put out, except for one terrible, awful first record. And then I've been doing last year i did 52 original songs as incentives that are subscription only and then the um this year i'm doing public domain songs which i have fallen a little bit behind the past couple weeks so before we go on tour i have to i have to get all that hunker stuff down. i gotta hunker down and i'm just gonna publish it all at once Remove all distractions and yeah. focus let me tell you it's a distracting time to be alive <laughs> which is fine but it's alive to be it's, it's a what a time to be alive and distracted maybe is a better yeah way of thinking about it but um all good distractions ladies and gentlemen nothing i would nothing also negative. like to invite anyone who's in the baltimore area oh uh, yeah to march 24th yep. which will be our final night of the show um yep. our, our season season finale season finale we are recording our podcast live at the four hour day luthery on harford road the details are on the tour page at whyaren'tyoufamous.org and you are welcome to join us an hour before the show. We'll start at 6 o'clock, we'll tape from 6 to 7, and then the show will start. You're going to play, I'm going to play, and our friend Matt Monta from Columbus, Ohio is going to be there and playing as well. Um, we'll probably involve him in the podcast, but it's going to be fun to do it before a live audience. What? It's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be crazy. Well, until uh, two weeks from now, 10 days from now. Yes. Yeah, 10 yeah, days. 10 I days think, from now. Right? 10 days. What's today? Saturday. Today's Saturday. We leave on Tuesday. Today's the twenty fourth. Yeah. So and we'll be doing Facebook Live updates as we as we go along yeah. too. I hope that you'll join us everybody because we're gonna I'm really looking forward to this tour. It's gonna be fun. Yep, should be a good time. <laughs> I'll see you there. Alright, yeah, I'll see you in the see you in the car. It was it was Millhouse who said that. Uh, he went on vacation with the with the Simpsons. Uh, this is I, I'm just gonna follow this to the end because it's okay, funny. Okay, good. There's no stopping you. I don't have a safe word for, <laughs> you the, do, for the you Simpsons do not, references. You do not. But uh, yeah, they, they go to the beach for the summer and <laughs> and, and Bart Bart brings Billhouse as his friend and uh, they're signing uh, least least all their friends are signing Lisa's like yearbook or whatever. Uh, was it Perspectivus? <laughs> is the name of the yearbook? And they all signed it like you know. 
Lisa, what you know, see Lisa, you're the best, you're the coolest, and then uh, and then Millhouse signs it. See you in the car, <laughs> Millhouse. It's really funny. So I'll see you in the car. See you in the car. All right.